listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, we've got a little crash course for you on CMS compliance. Refresh your mind on the rules and guidelines as you get ready to sell. Do's and Don'ts of Medicare Compliance, written by Sarah Rupel and Cassidy Potts. Life as an agent before Medicare's annual enrollment period is a flurry of contracting and certifying. But there's another C that is even more important, compliance. It's not just something to consider during the busy season. Compliance should be a year-long goal for every agent. Before we get into the do's and don'ts, it's important to note that you can find the full Medicare Communications and Marketing Guidelines, or MCMG, on cms.gov. You can view the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements on the Federal Register site. That site is straightforward, it's easy to navigate, so it's never been easier to brush up on the latest Medicare marketing guidelines and updates. And you can find the links to those websites in our episode notes. First, let's tackle TPMO guidelines. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, consider agents and brokers third-party marketing organizations, or TPMOs for short, and as such, require you follow certain rules when marketing Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plans. CMS requires agents disclose to health plans and Ritter Insurance Marketing any subcontracted relationships used for marketing, lead generation, and enrollment. TPMOs must develop a plan and report monthly to the carriers and Ritter any staff disciplinary actions or violations of any requirements that apply to the MA plans or Part D plans associated with beneficiary interaction to the MA plans or Part D plans. Agents must record all sales, enrollment, and marketing calls, including video calls with beneficiaries, in their entirety. According to the CMS 2024 final rule, call recording is limited to sales, enrollment, and marketing, including retention marketing calls. You can record these calls with the convenient Call Vault tool within the Ritter platform. Agents must use the appropriate TPMO disclaimer as required under Title 42 CFR Section 422, Subpart 2267, Paragraph E, Subparagraph 41, and Title 42 CFR Section 423, Subpart 2267, Paragraph E, Subparagraph 41. And you can grab the links for those disclaimers in the episode notes. Zooming in for a closer look at the TPMO disclaimers, agents must add the following TPMO disclaimer to their email communications, website, print materials, other marketing materials, and within the first minute of sales calls. 
This is a standardized disclaimer and must be used verbatim. If marketing fewer than all plans within a service area, use, quote, we do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent X number of organizations, which offer X number of products in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program, SHIP, to get information on all of your options. End quote. If marketing all plans within a service area, use, quote, Currently, we represent X number of organizations, which offer X number of products in your area. You can always contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program, SHIP, for help with plan choices, end quote. And of course, when I say X number, that's where you would fill in the number of carriers and number of plans and products you offer in that service area. This disclaimer must also be present when communicating electronically with a beneficiary through email, online chat, or other means of electronic communication. For a comprehensive list of disclaimers you must include in your materials, the Ritter blog has a post outlining more regulations, and that will be linked in the notes. Moving on to call recording. Agents and brokers must record all sales, enrollment, and marketing calls, retention marketing calls included, as we previously mentioned. And that goes for both inbound and outbound calls in their entirety. Examples include introductory calls to inform or educate clients about Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans. Subsequent calls when the beneficiary makes an enrollment decision and post-enrollment discussions, including retention marketing calls that influence a beneficiary to stay enrolled in a current plan. Agents do not need to record conversations when meeting with the beneficiary in person. Now, you might be wondering how to compliantly record your calls. Ritter Insurance Marketing makes it easy with CallVault, which is our proprietary software housed within the Ritter platform that securely records and stores both outbound and inbound marketing, sales, or enrollment calls. If you haven't already, register with us here at Ritter for free today and gain access to this easy-to-use tool and resources to learn how to use it. Before making calls, you'll first need permission to contact. Every interaction with a potential client has a starting point. While agents are permitted to make unsolicited direct contact with potential enrollees via email, the email must have an opt-out option in order to remain compliant. Additionally, the content of any unsolicited email cannot intend to steer a recipient into choosing or retaining a plan. A compliant email would promote your services rather than any specific plans. Agents are still not allowed to approach potential enrollees in common areas, 
make unsolicited phone calls, or go door to door. To begin the conversation with potential enrollees, you'll want to obtain Permission to Contact, or PTC for short. You can use lead providers to send out business reply cards, or BRCs, or flyers, including an optional form to collect this permission. Providing the BRC or flyer complies with all regulatory requirements, such as the required disclaimer of the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. In addition, you should note that PTC and BRCs now expire after 12 months or when their purpose has been served. Also, please note that lead generation entities are now considered TPMOs and must comply with certain requirements. If you use a third-party lead generation company, you must ensure the third-party lead provider understands and follows these requirements on your behalf. First, disclose to the carriers and Ritter any subcontracted relationships, such as the use of a third-party lead generation company used for marketing, lead generation, and enrollment. Second, report monthly to the carriers and Ritter any staff disciplinary actions associated with beneficiary interaction to the plan. Third, disclose to the beneficiary when conducting lead-generating activities that his or her information will be provided to a licensed insurance agent for future contact. And finally, that disclosure should happen verbally when communicating with a beneficiary through the telephone, in writing when communicating with a beneficiary through mail or other paper communication, and electronically when communicating with a beneficiary through email, online chat, or other electronic messaging platform. We've talked before about the importance of an online presence, but be forewarned, likes or shares on social media do not constitute permission to contact for sales purposes. Additionally, PTC is not the same as a scope of appointment. Permission to contact comes first, hopefully followed by an appointment. Ahead of the appointment, you'll need to obtain a signed scope of appointment form from the beneficiary. While not directly related to PTC, it's also important to remember, as an agent, you cannot require a beneficiary to provide personal information. For example, their Medicare beneficiary identifier, social security number, or any required data to perform an eligibility query using CMS systems to receive carrier plan options. The only exception is that you may ask for the client's zip code to determine plans offered within their service area. Our consumer-facing plan finder and agent-facing Medicare quote engine only require zip codes to get your client's plan options. Next. SOAs. Let's talk scopes of appointment. The scope of appointment means just what it says. It's a form outlining exactly what you'll be presenting to a client during a meeting. 
The SOA ensures that potential enrollees will not be pitched plans other than those they originally requested. The easiest way to collect an SOA before every appointment is to use your own free shop and enroll site. We'll get into that a little more later. Every Medicare sales appointment requires an SOA, whether the meeting occurs in person or remotely. Per CMS, agents must keep SOA forms on file for at least 10 years, even if the appointment did not end in a sale. The SOA will be valid for 12 months or until it is utilized, and you will need to obtain a new one if the original expires. An SOA is used when, one, an enrollment has occurred, or two, the beneficiary requests to cease further discussions. Agents may use the same SOA in follow-up discussion if the beneficiary wants to take additional time to consider following the initial discussion. We are back to referring to scopes of appointment as 48-hour scopes because agents must wait 48 hours between obtaining an SOA from a client and holding an appointment. One exception to this rule includes when a beneficiary is four days or less from the end of a valid enrollment period, for example, the annual enrollment period, the open enrollment period, a special enrollment period, or their initial coverage election period. Another exception occurs in the case of unscheduled in-person meetings or walk-ins, which are initiated by the beneficiary. What happens if your client requests Medicare information outside of the scope during your meeting? You must fill out a second scope covering the new information before continuing the meeting. If they're interested in non-health-related products, you must schedule a future appointment to discuss them. So far, we have covered a lot. TPMOs, call recording, PTCs, and SOAs. We are about halfway through our episode. If this information is making your head spin and you're wondering how you will remember all of this, that's fair. Just want to take a break here to let you know, in each episode of the podcast, all the resources we mention are linked in the notes. You can always bookmark those pages for reference later. Now, without further ado, back to compliance. Let's go over marketing rules. CMS also regulates marketing and plan presentations, including when you're allowed to market and how you market. Agents must wait until October 1st to begin marketing next year's plans to potential beneficiaries and cannot enroll members until October 15th. In the CMS, MA, and Part D communication requirements, CMS differentiates between materials that are considered non-marketing and marketing. The difference between the two is based on the content and the intent of the piece. Non-marketing pieces tend to be more general, providing non-specific information to prospective and current enrollees. Marketing pieces, however, 
are aimed to influence beneficiaries in either enrolling into a plan or retaining their existing plan. Marketing materials contain some plan-specific information, such as benefits, premiums, and comparisons to other plans. If marketing plan-specific benefits in print ads, you must include the carrier names in 12-point font. Marketing materials are subject to CMS review and approval before you can use them, whereas non-marketing materials are not. And quick disclaimer, effective July 10th, 2023, Medicare marketing materials that mention any benefits, including widely available ones, for example, dental, vision, and hearing, are considered marketing and need to be filed with and reviewed by CMS via HPMS prior to usage. During presentations, you should never attempt to mislead your clients, willingly or unwillingly. Stay away from using absolutes and superlatives to describe plans and benefits. Your job is to present information, not show favoritism between carriers or plans. Similarly, if a potential enrollee expresses interest in just one plan, you must inform them that other plans are also available to them. CMS puts a large focus on agent transparency. Similar to their rules on absolutes and superlatives, agents should not use the word free to describe $0 premiums. CMS also states that the term free should not be used, quote, in conjunction with any reduction in premiums, deductibles, or cost share, including Part B premium buy-downs, low-income subsidy, or dual eligibility, end quote. While one component of your client's healthcare may come at low or no cost, cost could be incurred in other areas. For example, $0 premium plans typically have higher copays while plans with higher premiums offer lower out-of-pocket cost. By calling a plan free, you're generalizing just one part of the plan's full package. In fact, those marketing Medicare cannot advertise generalized savings at all when savings are specific to the individual. When mentioning star ratings, you must convey that plans are evaluated annually by Medicare and that the ratings are based on a five-star rating system. You may not reference the star rating based on prior contract year data when the marketing materials are for the upcoming year. Here's our recommended disclaimer for star ratings, quote, Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system, end quote. Agents must also let potential enrollees know when a plan has been assigned an LPI, or low-performing icon, by CMS. You may not showcase the overall star rating and fail to disclose that the plan has previously suffered from performance issues. Star ratings may not be published until CMS releases them on the Medicare Plan Finder. 
Next, we have events and appointments. The types of presentations you host throughout the year typically fall under one of three categories, educational events, sales events, and individual appointments. Educational events must be advertised as such and be designed to inform Medicare beneficiaries about the parts of Medicare in general. When holding an educational event, you may distribute educational materials free of plan-specific information. You may distribute educational healthcare materials. You can answer questions posed by attendees. You can give out your business card and contact info for beneficiaries to use to initiate contact. And last but not least, you can hold an educational event in a public venue. On the flip side, these activities are prohibited when hosting a Medicare educational event. Agents cannot distribute plan-specific materials or enrollment packets. You cannot discuss any carrier-specific plans or benefits or distribute marketing plan materials. You cannot display a sign-in sheet. Agents cannot answer questions beyond what attendees ask. You cannot lead or attempt to lead attendees toward a specific plan or set of plans. You cannot schedule future marketing appointments. Agents cannot collect scopes of appointment or enrollment forms. You cannot give away cash or other monetary rebates at an educational event. You also cannot hold a marketing-slash-sales event within 12 hours of an educational event at the same location or adjacent buildings. And under no circumstances should educational events be held in-home or in a one-on-one setting. Those were the do's and don'ts for educational events. Sales events, on the other hand, are designed to steer or attempt to steer potential enrollees toward a limited set of plans. During a sales event, this is what agents can do. Use sign-in sheets that are clearly indicated as optional. Agents must follow the specific carrier's filing and reporting procedures prior to the event. You should follow the specific carrier's cancellation procedures as well. Make sure to use only carrier-approved materials and talking points. During a sales event, you can give away promotional items and offer refreshments and light snacks. Just remember, these items must comply with CMS nominal gift ordinances. Agents can collect scopes of appointment and applications, and you can also schedule future appointments. Agents can call sales event attendees after the sales event as long as they gave permission for a follow-up call. You must have documented permission to contact. Now, let's take a look at what agents cannot do during a sales event. You may not offer health screenings. You cannot request or accept referrals. Agents cannot give away cash or other monetary rebates. You may not offer meals. 
agents cannot make absolute statements or use pressure to sign someone up. You cannot cross-sell or promote non-health-related products at a sales event. You cannot require attendees to sign in. Sign-in sheets must be optional. And similarly, you cannot require attendees to fill out an SOA or enrollment form. Agents may not hold a marketing-slash-sales event within 12 hours of an educational event at the same location or adjacent buildings. Agents are allowed to improvise their delivery of the presentation and content they'd like to cover before accepting an application at a sales appointment. Only talking points need to be submitted to CMS by the carriers, allowing agents the freedom to conduct a more interactive sales presentation. Individual appointments fall under the same category as sales events, and the same CMS regulations apply. Don't forget, whether you're meeting in person or discussing plans one-on-one over the phone, you must have a scope of appointment. We've mentioned that all your consumer-facing materials need to be CMS compliant, and that includes websites. Consumer-facing websites that promote a specific carrier or a group of carriers, Medicare Advantage or Part D products, must be submitted to CMS for approval. This is typically accomplished through the carriers. You should refer to the specific carrier's policy regarding website review. CMS has increasingly cracked down on websites in recent years, so it's important to be sure your website is properly evaluated. If you're looking for a simple way to market a website with your own contact information, shopandenroll.com is a good place to start. It's a free CMS-accepted website exclusively developed by Ritter with a quote engine, direct enroll buttons, and eScope. Shop and Enroll is integrated with Ritter's platform CRM, which enables you to run prescription drug quotes from a client record and look up in-network providers. You can learn about getting your own Shop and Enroll site with the link in our episode notes. We mentioned this earlier, and I will say it again. Staying compliant should be a year-long objective for every agent. Annual enrollment is the culmination of revised CMS Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements, new plans, and all kinds of potential enrollees, some of which could be secret shoppers. CMS secret shoppers measure quality of service and compliance with Medicare regulations as a way to gather specific information about products and services. These secret shoppers will be looking to make sure you're compliant, from what you say to how you present it. So it's important to uphold the same standard of quality in your day-to-day practices. As a certified agent, you are responsible for following CMS guidelines. Compliance doesn't have to be difficult, but it does require research and due diligence on your part. 
That being said, we want you to know that you're not alone. When in doubt, refer to Ritter for guidance. If you have questions, whether they are compliance, sales, or marketing related, or something else entirely, ask the Agent Survival Guide using the link in our episode notes and have your question answered here on the show. You can give your name to receive a shout out on our podcast or remain anonymous. It's your choice. Thank you so much for listening today. I know it was a long episode. Thanks for sticking with us. We will see you next episode. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written by Sarah Rupel and Cassidy Potts. Script adaptation by Tina Lamaru. Recording and production by me, Sarah Rupel. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with our show wherever you like to listen. 